It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz fall to the San Antonio Spurs. They get blown out, frankly. A really poor performance is stunner to open up the post-All-Star break window. We'll talk about it coming up on Postcast. Postcast is brought to you by The Store at 6200 South and 20th East. Also brought to you by the store here at the Gateway. And I, I wasn't planning on this, but here. To deal with a loss like this, oh, you, you a need a mudslide cookie. All right. I thought she was giving me an empty bag. No, I didn't bag. give you an empty bag. I had a mudslide cookie, but I didn't expect it to be after a loss today. Ron, how surprised are you by the Jazz performance? I'm, I'm so surprised, very, very, very surprised, and, and I'm, I'm really surprised at a couple of players that di- didn't seem to be in the basketball game in the first half, and that would be two of our better players, you know, Donovan Mitchell and, and Boyan. I, I just didn't think that they were – I don't know if the Spurs took them out of what they wanted to, to – trying to do out there on the floor or they just wasn't that engaged. I know Donovan uh, struggled getting to the basket, played a little slower, I, I thought, uh, but – you know, I guess you have games like that, but you expect it more, I think, out of the out of the All-Star break. Spurs are uh, coming into the break had been one in five in their last six games. They were last in the league defensively. Uh, they really have been terrible defensively, so I'm sure that was the focus. They're not the Spurs of old, but I have always felt like when you play a Greg Popovich team, if one of your players, like the, if your two main guys struggle, it's because of something they did. It'll be it'd be interesting to go back and watch this and see if there's something to tell what they did. They closed out driving lanes on our guys, though. Bogdanovich would get by the initial guy, run into uh, a defender, and then he turned the ball over a bunch of times and, and really had a hard time figuring out where he's getting his looks. Well, if you want to use Boyan as an example, because he did, and that did happen to him quite a bit. And I don't think, and maybe this is what Greg Popovich was, was thinking about, he doesn't pass off the dribble that well. And, you know, usually when he's going to the basket, he's going to score. And, and maybe that was something they, they, uh, they focused in on and wanted to take away from. Uh, but he struggled getting to the basket just like Donovan Mitchell did as well. Frankly, neither of those guys pass a lot off the dribble. Donovan it, doesn't it, either. Yeah, it, you're right. But, you know, you, you're looking at guys that you rely on to score. Uh, and, 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 but you would think that when something's taken away, then as, as, a, as a pro player and as good as you are, then you know what the next option should be. Uh, and they just didn't get it done. This was a route. Jazz trailed by seven at the air, six at the end of one, 19 by the half. It was over uh, when it hit 21 in the second quarter. This was a blowout. The final score is not indicative of this performance. Ron, the concern I have is the not offensively, it's defensively. I, I've been talking about this all week that, you know, this is a stretch where we're playing the top offensive teams in the league and we need to see if we can defend them. We didn't. We allowed 27 points in the first quarter, 38 in the second. We allowed nearly 70 points in the first half. Yeah, that, that second quarter really did the Jazz end. I think, what was that, like a 20-something to nothing run at, at, at one point? 16-0. Uh, 16-0. Uh, and what I noticed was the, the fact that that single pick and roll, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, a lot of times when, when the teams are able to get into the paint and break you down a little bit, there's a rescreen involved. But there wasn't much of a rescreen what what the Jazz were doing, how they were defending the, the the Spurs, and they were getting into that 18 to 12 foot range and 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 really knocking things, knocking those shots down. I thought that really made a difference on where they were getting those shots and how they were getting them. The other thing that's happening to the Jazz is when they don't get stops, they're not as good offensively. They're great after misses, 
they're not as good a team, and the game slows down, and they slow down. In fact, the Jazz hold the ball longer than any team in the league when they take the ball out of the net. And I thought tonight was should have been one of those nights when they should have really pushed the ball up the floor. And I, and I think we saw that, especially maybe in the second half. Just push the ball, run. I mean, run and try to get early early points. Uh, and, and if the San Antonio Spurs are one of those teams that like to play a half-court game, you know, in this altitude, they could very well get tired late in the ball game, and, and then you could take advantage of that. But the half-court game of, of the Jazz uh, just wasn't very good against the San Antonio's half-court defense. All right, let's go to some of our questions. Let's deal with the most pressing issue from Anthony Bennett. It's also from Marsilio uh, Sr. Vilgarana. Is it the gold jerseys? <laughs> I know you made points about those gold jerseys. Let's uh, let's not wear those for a while and see what happens. All right, we might be. We think it might be the gold jerseys. We we would agree with you. Where's well, our record with those gold jerseys? It's like sure one and something. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Uh, if the Jazz get bounced in the first round, will this be the most disappointing team in franchise history? Absolutely. I mean, the hype. Uh, the the. I mean, the anticipation of of, of this team. Uh, the way they've been playing all year, especially beating teams that they're supposed to beat, I would have to say that, you know, at this point, yes. No, I'll tell you what. And the only thing I would say is when you look at this Western Conference when the year started, you had the Lakers and Clippers at the top, the Nuggets were great, and the Rockets were great. Yeah. The idea that we might be the fifth best team but still be a lot better is not a crazy thing. Now, performances like this, we're not going to be fifth in the West. A performance like this, we're going to end up being seventh in the West, but um, which might be better, actually, than being fifth, which is a totally different discussion. Um, but I, So, I mean, this West is loaded when you have Westbrook, and, and I think there is, and this is not explaining for tonight, but on the larger concept of whether or not we're guaranteed to get out of the first round, like let's remember a little bit of where the experience issues are. Donovan's in his third year. Harden's in what is 11th. Westbrook's in like his 12th. LeBron's in his 15th. Um, you know, Kawhi's won a title. Paul George is in his 10th. Like we're we're a team that is nowhere near the experience level of where these other teams are when it comes to playoff time. So the idea that we could be the fifth seed and lose to the Rockets or the Nuggets or the Clippers in the first round of the playoffs, to me, it's not actually a huge disappointment. Yeah, you, you shouldn't be embarrassed about that, but you could still, uh, the, I don't know, David, I, I just think that that even though this team is probably, this is the this is the veteran team the Jazz have right now. I mean, this is not a very young. Our lead dogs yeah, aren't. Yeah, and, and so, uh, I think it's put together pretty good that complements the, the system well enough to to um, that we're going to be in the running. I, you know, I'm I'm almost sure and positive of that. Uh, just short of saying that we'll finish in the top four, but we'll be we're still one of the better teams in the Western Conference. Turnovers seem to kill us. What's going on? They did. We had, you know I I was I hate turnovers. I think it's a bad number. Here's the number. 12 live ball turnovers tonight. 12 steals by by the Spurs. Ended up with 17, giving up 18 points off of those turnovers. And that's, you know, something you would not like to have, especially, David, in a half-court game. Especially in a half-court game. You see that happening with teams that help the scout, they're running up and down the floor, they're trying to make plays, and, and, and they're going too fast sometimes. You see that. But in a half-court offense, like the Jazz like to run, uh, no, I, don't, I wouldn't expect that. Uh a lot of comments about the defense and how poor it was from our fans, just as though we were still on All-Star break. Yeah, I'm, I'm very disappointed in the Jazz defense right now. 
Uh, and like I said earlier, they just seem like the Spurs got to their mid-range game and something they're very, very good at, and I thought it was a little too easy. Defense is a problem. Could the Jazz get better defensively if they push the ball on offense? Yeah, if they score more, the defense gets better. They are, they, they are very much right now a cyclical team. If they're rolling offensively, they're rolling defensively. If they're not rolling defensively, they have a hard time rolling offensively. And, and I think one of the other keys there is, is if the Jazz, when they have a lot of success, is when they get teams to play in a short clock, which means the defense is good for the first seven, eight seconds, and then all of a sudden you look at the – the team, and now they got to score within seven seconds or five seconds or something like that. That's when I think that's when the Jazz defense is very, very good. Well, the Spurs really own the Jazz in every right in this game. They did it differently than they did last time. Last time the Jazz took away the three and DeRozan beat him. This time they tried to take away DeRozan. He beat him with seven assists, five of which were three-point shots. By the end of the night, they did it because they didn't turn the ball over. The Jazz didn't go to the free throw line. They shot 40-plus free throws in San Antonio. And tonight the Jazz, by the end, got 28 free throws, but not very many while the game was in any balance. This was a blowout. Very, very disappointing performance by the Jazz. We'll see if they can bounce past tomorrow against the Rockets. This has been Postcast. Have a good one. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now, wherever you get podcasts, and hit that subscribe button.